2022 seems to be a packed year for upcoming Marvel and Star Wars shows. Today, I'm going to be ranking all nine of them by my anticipation or excitement level. Hey everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning, and today I am going to be ranking all nine upcoming, as I've already said, obviously, Disney Plus shows, which are either Marvel or Star Wars, by my anticipation or excitement level. Again, I'm only doing Star Wars or Marvel. I know there's other um, Disney Plus uh, you know, shows coming out that aren't Marvel or Star Wars, but obviously that's what I cover on this show, and that's what I'm going to be covering for this. this these these are all... Pretty much most of these shows I think I'll probably be covering on here. At least seven of them. One of them maybe after it's all over. And then the other one, pretty unlikely, which obviously we'll get into. And obviously that would be my number nine, which I'll get into in a second. Now, I know that The Book of Boba Fett is technically coming out in 2022. Because, you know, um, it's currently playing. And only one episode aired in 2021. But the original start date is what the release date is considered to be. So with that said, I won't be including that on here. And we're also already six episodes in when I'm recording this. And we're getting the finale in like four days from when this is going to be post. So just keep that in mind also in terms of some of these shows that may tie into the Book of Boba Fett. Keep in mind that I've only seen the penultimate episode and not the finale of the show yet. And it may move up or down one certain placement, which I'm sure you'll know once we get there. Also, it's a bit unclear on whether we, on which shows are actually coming out this year because Disney Plus, although they've released kind of like a reel in terms of some of the shows, some of the shows that are going to come out that I think are definitely coming out, they didn't put on there, and some other shows that, you know, aren't, aren't on there but are on some other, you know, like listings by international Disney Plus accounts say those shows are coming out, but... Honestly, I feel like I just averaged it out to what I think will come out this year based on what we've heard about the production and what most websites are saying. So with that, the shows that I think are expected to come out this year and that I think will come out are Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, which I guess isn't really a show, but I'm including that, I Am Groot, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Andor, The Bad Batch Season 2, and... One that wasn't, isn't on any of the things Disney's officially announced, but I do think The Mandalorian Season 3 is coming out this year because I don't understand why it wouldn't, considering how long we've waited. That also brings up another problem. This is nine shows we're talking about, and most of these take about, take between a month, take between like a month and a half to like maybe three months, depending on how they long are, to fully air. So because of that, there is absolutely no way all these shows are coming out this year unless they just coincide at the same time, which having two of these shows to talk about at once would be incredibly time-consuming, and I do hope they release it in different days in the week. But at this point, I don't think all these are coming out this year, but these were all meant to come out this year. But once they actually look at the release schedule, I think that's when they'll change it. But that's what I'm going off of right now. So I am not talking about Secret Invasion. I really don't think there's a chance of it coming out this year. They're still in production. And it was listed as coming out this year by, like, I believe the Japanese Marvel Studios account, but it got removed. So did What If Season 2, so I'm not talking about that either. And then in terms of Star Wars, I think the only other thing people would be talking about is maybe, I don't know, like The Acolyte or Ahsoka. None of those have started production, so I don't think we're going to get any of those this year. So with that said, we've got nine to talk about. Let's not waste any more time, and let's get into it. 
coming in in ninth place without question, absolutely no talking about it, is going to be I Am Groot. I honestly don't think anyone making this list would have I Am Groot above their bottom spot because I feel like this is a show where if you're my age or older or even a bit younger than me, you absolutely have no interest in watching this show. Will I watch it? Yes, because it's a Marvel Studios show and of course it's an MCU show. I think, I don't know if it's going to be canon, it might just be some Elseworld thing. You know, this is supposed to be a collection of shorts. I'm assuming Vin Diesel will probably be back to voice Groot and if he wasn't, that honestly would push it even further down. But my excitement level for this is as low as I think it could ever be for a Marvel thing because I have no interest in watching a collection of shorts as a television show that is aimed for children. I am not excited for this at all. I probably won't even cover it because it's just not aimed for me at all. And if I do watch it, I can see myself really suffering through this one. It's the only one I can say that about. So it does come in at number nine. I do like Groot as a character when he's used in the correct dosage. And this show seems to be upping that to 11. So I don't think this one is for me. Coming in at number eight for me is going to be The Bad Batch Season 2. Now, it's no secret that if you listen to my review, which you haven't, I do recommend listening to my review of Season 1, maybe to know if you want to watch it. I don't remember if I talk about spoilers, but if I do, maybe just skip to hear my final thoughts. Or if you've... If I don't talk about spoilers and listen through it and see if it might be for you, but I think I made it clear that I was extremely left. I was left extremely frustrated and mixed on The Bad Batch Season 2. And unfortunately, by the time it ended, I was pretty sour on the whole show. And I still stand by that, and I'm not really looking forward to Season 2. Above number 8 is when I'm actually excited for these things. Unfortunately, I just don't know what they were thinking with this show because... Season 1, usually with the Clone Wars, we're kind of dividing the season into arcs. At least that's how it was when the show got really good. But it seemed like the Bad Batch took a step back and went back to how Season 1 of Clone Wars was, which was to have individual episodes based on storylines. But the problem with the Bad Batch is that if they're not done really well, they get really repetitive since we're dealing with such a small group of characters. And that's where we ran into some issues. And it also wasted a lot of good ideas, like bringing spoilers for like the next 20 seconds, bringing Cad Bane back and officially, you know, making that canon that he's actually alive and making way for him to introduce him to Boba Fett. Felt like it was just done so that he could come in live action, but not because they actually wanted to do anything. And he, I thought he was completely wasted, to be honest. So when it comes to season two, I don't really know what, where they're going to go. Obviously, we left with the destruction of Kamino, which there were some cool scenes, but I'm honestly not really looking forward to this. This is, I think, actually definitely coming out this year. It might be around the same time in the summer. And I don't know. I guess we're going to have to see for a trailer because I need to know what they're doing. And even with in terms of some of the characters, like some of them, like Omega, like I just don't think they've used that character well enough for me to resonate with her not being in, like the I would say, the age demographic for someone to love this show. And I feel like they're not finding the balance between like, between, like, allowing all Star Wars fans to love it. And I feel like they're targeting more towards a younger demographic, which to me is very disappointing. But if you're in that demographic, I'm sure that you enjoy this show. But as of right now, I don't think they've come up with anything interesting enough for me to be looking forward to a season two whatsoever. Coming in at seventh place is one that has dropped a lot since I last said this, and that is Miss Marvel. 
Now, I was very excited for this when they announced this, when they got Iman Vellani cast in the role of Miss Marvel. I like that we got an unknown. She seems like the right age. And even from the trailers, her as Miss Marvel, the tone of what they're going for, it seems like she really fits. Really looking forward to see her in this role, especially since we've never seen her before. I really hope they cast someone new and really got a breakthrough performance out of her. But my biggest worry with this show, and not to be negative on this because I'm still looking forward to this. I believe it's set for this summer. But this show, it's clear, has had a pretty troubled production. Well, at least I feel like this show was almost near completion. I thought it was going to release last year. But then Marvel, I guess, kind of pulled the plug on that. And then, then it was announced it was set to release in summer, which really took me by surprise because its original release date was 2021. And all of this lets me know is that it seems like something might have, once they actually completed the show, maybe something was off. Maybe they didn't capture the tone quite right. And then because of that, they're going back, which now we've learned for extensive reshoots. So because of that, I am pretty worried about the state of the show and whether we're going to have to wait a while longer to see it. Maybe they haven't got it. And depending on how the reshoots go, maybe the show could be like Marvel's first real, just, you know, like complete mess, mess up on TV. I really don't see that, but I just think I'm a bit worried about how, where the show is going. And in terms of, I'm not really talking about the content because just how it's been, the way they've communicated what's going on with the show to us has been really weird to me. Because it was only supposed to come out in 2021. We heard nothing about it officially. Because of that, I am pretty worried about how this show has actually turned out. So because of that, that dampens my excitement a lot. And unfortunately, the, the little sneak peek they released on Disney Plus Day. Remember that extremely disappointing day? And they released a few seconds of footage of this show. Prior to this, I didn't notice this as much. But it really felt like a Disney Channel show. Which, again, no thank you. It's not... My, it's, I'm not the demographic to enjoy that kind of stuff. So I hope that they balance, find a good balance between being like a bit lower budget, but still feeling like, you know, a show which has just been well built and had, you know, like the production value is still up there. I hope that they find that balance. I, I would like a low budget show, but I hope it just doesn't feel cheap. And that's what it looked like in the marketing which i feel like is kind of weird because i don't think i've actually ever said that about a marvel show but unfortunately that's what i feel and i do hope they are they're able to turn the production on i like the directors they got they got the directors of bad boys for life to direct a few episodes love that i really i'm really excited they did that so i do have some hope for the show but some of what we've learned recently has really dampened my excitement for this Coming in at my number six is going to be She-Hulk. Now, prior to them showing some footage to us, this was near the bottom of my upcoming anticipated MCU shows. But I've actually really come around on this show, especially since the footage they showed us. Now, it didn't really show us much, but it seemed like the tone of it, the vibe, just seemed to be really fun. And I don't know, I guess that was pretty infectious because after that, I've actually become really interested in the character. And I'm actually very much looking forward to the show. And her being a lawyer, it seems like the opportunities for what they can do, bringing in Matt Murdock maybe, and a bunch of other Marvel characters like Abomination. Kevin Feige himself is teased. There could be some crazy Marvel characters popping up. The footage they showed up and the the design of her costume, the way it looks, it doesn't feel like a ton of CGI is being used, but feels a bit more practical. And even Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner in there has actually kind of sold me on this, even though it didn't really show much it just felt like the tone of the show seems to be really light 
but in a really enjoyable way. And I can really see myself in having a lot of fun with the show. Now, my biggest story with this show is actually it seems to be a 10-episode show. And Kevin Feige, I believe, said that the episodes are between 10 to 30 minutes. That gets me a bit worried on whether this is just going to play out like, I don't know, like a sitcom, which obviously it isn't, but like the way it's structured. And it's just going to be structured to be a very much a comedic show. I still hope they're able to... I don't mind it being a bit more of a comedic show, even though most of the MCU shows have been. But I just hope they find a balance between not being too cheesy and goofy. And with a character like She-Hulk, it's very easy to fall into that trap. And if they can find the balance, I think that's going to be really enjoyable. And in terms of the character of She-Hulk, I actually underestimated how they would actually be able to differentiate her from the actual Hulk. And looking into her character, there's a few really interesting ideas which I hope they pull from in the comics and bring it into the show to differentiate her from the Hulk. Because that was my biggest worry is that we were just getting, you know, a gender-swapped character. But I hope that with what they're going to do, hopefully they're able to make her her own character. And I think that will be the best way to go. So with that said, She-Hulk she is at number six. Coming in in fifth place for me is going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Now, I've been on record saying I am very excited for this. Now, I've never actually seen this Star Wars Holiday Special. And hearing what I know about it, I probably never will. But with James Gunn behind the camera for this, and with, the orig- with all the Guardians cast coming back, set to release what is just like five months, seven months before Guardians 3 itself is set to release, this is kind of going to be the appetizer for that movie. And I don't think anything could be more perfectly suited for a holiday special than the Guardians of the Galaxy and James Gunn behind the camera. I love James Gunn. I'm loving Peacemaker, which I'll talk about. It's full season in its entirety when it wraps up. And I'm so excited to watch this this Christmas. And it seems like the perfect gift for that time of the year, pun intended. Anyways, I'm very excited for this. Honestly, I don't have too much to say. This seems like it's going to be some like between 40 minutes and an hour and just a little special that's going to be a lot of fun. I don't even know how it's going to be structured, what it's going to be about. I'm assuming it's going to be like a fun Christmas adventure for the Guardians to go on. I'm sure they're going to be partying and all that. And I just think if he's just able, if James Gunn is able to just give us another like just a funny, witty and, you know, adventurous uh adventure on Christmas that made no sense but it came out that way so I'm gonna leave it there then I'm, I'm I'm sure I'll enjoy it I'm sure I'll love it and I just think there's a lot of potential for this to be so much fun and I honestly don't see it going wrong with the tone of the Guardians movies and I just have full faith that they're gonna be able to pull this one off and yeah I can't wait to see this this Christmas coming in at fourth place is andor now this is obviously a spin-off of rogue one being developed by tony gilroy who came in to do the reshoots for rogue one after um gareth edwards departed or split with lucasfilm and he did reshoot quite a bit of things in the movie it's still we still have no idea what was actually reshot and added in so it's hard to say if he had the better parts of rogue one but what was clear from rogue one is that the character of cassian had some potential like the scene where he kind of loses his mind and just has that just you know laying out of emotion the scene where he kind of has kind of I guess you could say an emotional explosion I guess that scene was actually one of the better scenes in the movie and it hinted at a few things that could be interesting but the character of Cassian and pretty much every other side character other than Darth Vader didn't do it for me and didn't do it for it seems like most people 
With this show, apparently it's going to be kind of a spy show set in the world of Star Wars. Now, I think in terms of the spy genre, it's starting to be really overplayed, especially in action movies. Remember the TV show in Star Wars where you can galaxy hop. I'm all in. I love this genre. I want to see more of Diego Luna as his character. Apparently, this is going to be 12 episodes long, which is longer for some of these live action series. And this could really be like an epic sprawling espionage story and i'd be completely all in for that and i really hope that's what they're going for and obviously if you didn't know tony gilroy actually wrote i think all of the born movies and directed the born legacy which you know let's not talk about that but you know he did do the original three born movies which were mostly very good i believe and i'm looking forward to this one again i don't know if this is coming out this year it seems like they started production a while back, like back in 2020. But it almost seems like there's not really a place for the show to come out this year with Obi-Wan now that we, we've just learned set to come out in May. I'm curious to see when they're going to squeeze in a slot for this to come out. Coming in at third place for me, and I cannot believe it's this low, and you're probably shocked it's this low, knowing how much I love the show, how much how, how it actually means a lot to me because I've covered the show so much, but that is... Number three is season three of The Mandalorian. I love this show. I love this character. I love both seasons. And I honestly struggle which one I actually prefer. They're almost on like the same, you know, just I hold them up to the same standard. And there's some of my favorite stuff released on Disney Plus so far. Some of the best Star Wars we've had since the original trilogy. I love The Mandalorian. And I'm really excited for this third season. However, I would be lying if I didn't say that I think that had The Mandalorian not appeared on Boba Fett, I think this would have been maybe number one. But maybe maybe number two. But now that he has done that, it almost feels like we're getting kind of a tease for season three. And because of that, I'm not quite as itching to see this character as I was a few weeks ago when I originally wrote this ranking and originally planned to release it. Obviously, we have one episode left for all I know. They could be setting up the craziest stuff for season three. Even could be setting a Mandalorian civil war between, Mandal- between Mando and Bo-Katan. But as of right now, it seems like this pocket universe of the Dave Filoni and John Favreau Star Wars is a bit of a mess being how much is going on with Luke and Grogu, Mandalorian. Uh, the Mandalorian helping out Boba Fett, Cad Bane showing up, Cobb Vanth. I don't know, really know what's going on. We kind of left it in bet- in like in between the biggest point of this universe of this kind of pocket section of the universe in a while, and we're kind of in a bit of a mess because we're in between episode six and seven. So it's hard to know where all these characters are going, who's going to be popping up in season three. But with the latest Book of Boba Fett episode, when almost every character integral to the show showed up. I feel like we've gotten a bit more of them than I originally thought we were going to. And because of that, it did come down a bit. It doesn't feel... I'm not quite as looking forward to it now. What they're setting up, maybe with the Grogu returning to the Mandalorian, and maybe with Moff Gideon now off with the New Republic, he might break out, all of that. I'm looking forward to all of that. And I really hope they're able to sustain this show. And maybe the fact that it is a third season. And maybe I'm just a bit more excited for my top two because I've never seen anything from them. But with that said, let's get into the top two. My runner-up is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, obviously, I am not the biggest fan of the prequels. 
But one thing that everyone will agree is a constant good thing about those movies is Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I'm still in disbelief they've actually got him back to do a full-on Star Wars show. Like, I just still can't believe we're we're in a place where we're getting that. I was so disappointed that on Disney Plus Day, we didn't get our first look at the show. We've waited so long. It was supposed to go in production nearly two years ago now. But um, it seemed like things kind of fell apart and they had, then they kind of went back into pre-production and came back a few months later to shoot Obi-Wan. And I, they, they wrapped shooting a few months ago, I believe. And it seems like they're going to be putting it out this May. There was kind of a rumor, a report this morning that that was going to happen. And I really hope that it really does. I hope it comes out on May the 4th, actually. That would just be perfect. But I love the character of Obi-Wan. And I am getting a bit tired of the era between episode three and four but this is the one exception to my complaint to that because i've waited so long to get more of this character to get more of what he was doing all the crazy adventures he went on meeting darth maul i know that was in rebels but all of that maybe a few interactions he had with empire and hayden christensen coming back as darth vader not anakin skywalker darth vader that's what was said means that we're gonna get him in the suit which I don't know how that's going to play out. It's been so long since we've seen Hayden Christensen. I have no idea how he's going to be as his character anymore. And we've never actually seen him as Darth Vader, just Anakin Skywalker. I'm just, I'm so excited. Are we going to get a rematch? Although I think that might undermine episode four a bit. Are we going to, how is he going to play into the show? Is he kind of going to be like in Rogue One? Is he going to get his moment to go crazy again? I don't know. I'm excited. I, I can still don't know much about this. We don't know what the plot is, but... I guess Obi-Wan's now in Tatooine, which, again, I'm a bit annoyed that we're going to Tatooine again because we just had the Book of Boba Fett. So maybe a few repetitive elements in here that kind of hold this back from being my number one. But yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't know anyone who's not excited for the show. I don't know how you couldn't be. So it seems like Star Wars really has the upper hand on Marvel Studios this year because all of my top few picks so far have been Star Wars. So it seems like in terms of Disney Plus shows, they've kind of got the edge on Marvel. But obviously, we did have to end it off with something that Marvel is doing. And my number one is, of course, Moon Knight. If you you listened to my reaction to the trailer, I was raving the entire time. And if you haven't listened to it, please go. It's also a breakdown of the character of Moon Knight, mostly. And if you don't know much about the character, you want to learn more, go check that out. There's a lot of stuff I talk about in terms of his comic origins. But everything they're doing with the show, making it a psychological thriller set in the MCU, Disney Plus series starring Oscar Isaac with Ethan Hawke as this villain cult leader of sorts. All the setup for this looked great and the trailer just affirmed all of my excitement and hope for this show. There's so much potential for what they could do. I mean, the tone of the trailer seems to be really dark, again, really psychological. And all of that is just a tone and feeling that I've always wanted the MCU to get into. Have like a true deep character study. And that seems like what we're doing. The character having DID, it seems like it's going to be pretty trippy. And all of that just seems to be right there up my alley. It seems like I'm going to love it. The action seems brutal. The costume looks unbelievably good. Still waiting on you, Funko. But I love the costume. Looks phenomenal. And just... The trailer, the way that 
the different personalities kind of flash in and out. Like they've shown even a few teases and things at what, um, in, in terms of what he's seeing compared to these other personalities, what he's experiencing, what, you know, what Stephen Grant is experiencing compared to Jake Lockley, who we haven't seen yet, I don't believe, or Mark Spector. I like that it just feels really weirdly done. And I'm still expecting that this is just my theory, that within the first two episodes, after the first, I believe like the first episode is going to be a pilot with Stephen Grant. And then at the end of the episode, there's going to be probably a twist for people who aren't as familiar with Moon Knight. And then in the next episode, we're going to get a full episode from the perspective of Mark Spector. So I'm really curious to see how they're going to release this show, whether they might release the first two episodes on March 31st to really get people hooked on this show. But I'm so excited for this. I am just... Oh, it's on March 30th. Yeah, March 30th, excuse me. I'm so excited for this. I cannot believe we're getting this in a month and a half. Well, no, actually almost two months, to be fair. But this is my most anticipated show of the year. And maybe the fact that it is a lot closer does up my excitement. But I am really excited for the show. I cannot wait. Again, you already heard me rate about, rate about this in my reaction to the trailer. So make sure to go listen to that if you haven't already. And with that said, thank you for listening to this ranking. I hope you guys enjoy it. Catch you all next time. Bye-bye.